Hey, Lordy, Lordy, look at the time. Empire. So should we just, uh, should we just kick it off? But um, yeah, so um, welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Podcast. Today, <clears throat> I'm joined by Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, nice Dylan, yeah, you're welcome. It's glad I'm glad to uh, get you in. Mm-hmm. I, um, so I'll get you to kind of say a little bit about what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, um, well, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you uh, say what okay. it is that you do. So I'm a tattoo artist. Yeah, I've been tattooing for about ten years. Um, Worked in Newcastle for about eight years in a studio there called Pure Ring. Yeah. Recently uh, set up my own studio in Chesley Street, where you came to get your chest piece. I was going to say Dylan did my tattoos, but then I was going to ruin your intro. So I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to ruin your intro because it would have been weird if you then weren't a tattoo artist. <laughs> you were just someone I know who, who uh, was just yeah. doing tattoos. But um, yeah, so um, obviously we got chatting when you were doing my tattoos. Um, and I just thought it was really interesting, kind of how you got into how you got into being a tattoo artist because I feel like it's one of those jobs and it's one of those industries where like you know tattoo art like from the outside looking in this mm-hmm. is you know tattoo artists exist you know that you know it's a good self employed industry um, but I don't think there's it's very clear to the outside world like how you get into an industry well, like no that. There's no college courses or anything like that. That yeah. would be a good start. Yeah, I've been wanting to take it into schools, but. There's a lot of barriers that you've got to cross. Yeah. Before you can get to that. I mean, before you can give kids needles, you've got to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think there's a. What do you think the main kind of barriers are then to getting a job like being a tattoo artist, which is a career as well? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not like the, the people who I know who are tattoo artists, you know, if, if you're good and if you like really care about your work mm-hmm. like you do, mm-hmm. and if you focus on it like a, you know, as an art and as a, a serious business, mm-hmm. you know, it's. It's an incredible way to build a business and make oh, money. Um, but what do you think it is that's kind of holding that back then, getting into... I think it's just, it's not really ho- anything holding it back. It's you probably holding yourself back. Right. I think taking that first step and just asking questions on how you would go about getting an apprenticeship and stuff like that, yeah. because you just don't have the knowledge. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So it's the knowledge that you obviously need to get started. But the way I did it was I got an apprenticeship at the time the, my apprenticeship cost 500 quid. Right. Now, when I t- took my apprentices on, I didn't charge them anything. Okay. Because I'm pretty much wanting to just give them what I wished, at, like the start that I had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and obviously I had to borrow that money off my mother. Right, okay, the yeah. Because we didn't have 500 quid, you know what I mean, when you were 19 or whatever. And yeah. So, I got an apprenticeship through a studio. Yeah. And then you kind of just build up your fake skin work and then you 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 would go on to getting people in that you know like your friends and stuff like that to, yeah. to tattoo on and then build your portfolio up right and then eventually right, hopefully you would get start tattooing in that studio i think what you said there like the the way that you wanted to teach your apprentices the stuff mm-hmm. that you wish that you'd known i think that's yeah. always the best way to approach education because you kind of reverse engineer it from what you, the information you wish you had readily available at the 100%. time. And you're almost like, because you're, you're teaching those people, you're mm-hmm. almost teaching the younger you. And I think that's, uh, you, you know, you, you kind of, you're going back and you're saying, right, what would 19 year old Dylan have wanted to know? Or what 100%. could have like accelerated you to the point that you're at now yeah. quicker? Yeah. Um, oh, even like the, even like the smallest of things like now, Looking back, like some of the some of the things 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking anything out. That was obviously the way they did it. Yeah. But I was, I was obviously got a structure now from A to Z on how to do a tattoo, what needles you use, inks. I know exactly how everything heals when you use these needles, so I stick with the same formula that works. Yeah. Uh, but looking back now, it was kind of just any sort of size needles that were available to yeah. use and stuff like that. And uh, you cannot really, you cannot do that. Do you not I mean? feel like the that sort of industry? I mean, I've noticed from the outside looking in, but it seems like a it's way more professional now. Oh, you know, techniques yeah. and mm -hmm. the the mm. actual standard of work that's uh, coming out over the past ten years. It's yeah, ridiculous. When I first started, it was just tribal. Yes, just yeah, tribal. in praying hands. Yeah, and that was it. Rosemary beads. Yeah, and it was just pick a pick one off the wall. Yeah, just come in. I want number thirteen or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Did you, was that your first tattoo kind of one picked off the wall? Was that the? Tribal. Yeah. Tribal on the wall. Nice. 15. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is that how you found out about the tattoo artist that you did your apprenticeship with? Did you go there for your, for a tattoo? Was that kind of a, a natural progression in? No. So what it was, was I actually got, before I got an apprenticeship for, I was a plaster at the time. Yeah. Hated it. And um, me, me daughter's mother, she got as a, like a cheap tattoo kit from I don't know from just for offline mm -hmm. and uh, she just said just give it a go because everybody was saying why don't you do something to do with art but to try and make a career out of being an artist is just I mean good luck with that you know what I mean because you're just competing with just yeah the uh, ridiculous yeah and um, so yeah I got the kit lost track there but I got the kit yeah I was practicing at home right did a few on fake skin and whatnot but you can only get so far without people teaching you yes so I went round every studio on foot because I remember I rang at a place and uh, I said, are you looking for any apprentices? And he was like, nah, right. just without even... Yeah, you know, doesn't even know like, if you're good or not. Didn't even doesn't, ask anything. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So then I actually saw him at the gym because he was going to the same gym as, I, as uh, I was going to. And I said, oh, I actually rang you. And I was thinking about getting into tattoo. And he was like, well, I don't know who who's ringing us. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, ah, like... You gotta go on foot. Yeah. Just so people can, you know, gauge that you're yeah. You're See right. that you're a normal person exactly. who seems keen. Exactly. So I went around on foot, drove around different places, ended up there, and he said he was looking for a place. So And you just mm. you went in there and just basically said you'd be interested in coming and shadowing him from an mm -hmm. apprenticeship standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um I think it's really interesting that you know it's a it's a great way to kind of channel like uh, you said there, if you want to be an artist, mm -hmm. you know, it's a great way to actually make money from art. You know, art's notoriously a hard thing to make money from yeah. because one, it's so subjective. Mm -hmm. Like just because you think something's good doesn't mean other people see like Absolutely. an extrinsic value in it. I mean, I, this, I think this is true, but Van Gogh wasn't famous painter while he was alive. It was only after he died I mean, that his can, art became famous. Yeah. How you can say that with like so yeah. many. I was just having a conversation with that about um, Tupac and Biggie. Yeah, we were talking about the age of them when they died. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I think Tupac was 24, maybe That's 23. Mad. Biggie was 25 or 24. They were both roughly about the same age. Yeah, like you think about them being so old, the, don't they? And it's Biggie and Tupac. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think sometimes I mean it's not nice to say, but the death does raise people's Jimmy stocks Hendrix a bit. Was 27 when he died. Can you believe that? Uh -huh. The the amount of work that they put out there and then yeah. I do think well I always say so that young. I always say that if 50 Cent had died after his second album, he'd be bigger than Tupac so and Biggie. Many, so many because that most of them. Yeah, uh, because I think so like his, yeah. I think 50 Cent especially because of how good his first two albums were. 
if he died mm-hmm. after them, he'd have been, been bigger like than Tupac. Because then you can like, you can argue ha- their trajectory. Mm-hmm. You can like argue oh, yeah. how good someone was going to be. Mm-hmm. And you don't really need to be able to back it up. Or they don't yeah. give themselves a chance to, yeah. to mess up. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they don't give themselves a chance to become Eminem. And start, right. and start, start just, just growing a beard, oh, just, just getting the, weird. The worst. Yeah, your beard is weird. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, but yeah, so it's um, obviously it's a notoriously difficult. You know, people who are artists, realistically, they're either doing it during their academia, or they've mm-hmm. got such like such a safety net yeah. that it doesn't really matter if their art does well or not. Mm-hmm. But then something like tattooing, and I've always just obviously there's the the stereotypical. Um, kind of conceptions that people have about tattooing, which was mm-hmm. like, you know, it was always, it I wasn't- think that's 80% gone now though. Yeah, I was gonna say like, it used to be, even I was told when I was like leaving school and stuff like that, that if I had tattoos, I wouldn't be able to go in nightclubs and stuff like yeah. that. It was like that. But then by the time I got to go to nightclubs, mm-hmm. that wasn't the case. Okay. And it was more about like what you looked like and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Obviously, like I think there's a thing to be said about how you carry yourself. Yes, yes. How you, yeah. Obviously, you can, you know, if you got a swastika tattooed on your cheek. I mean, then it's kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? There's it's hard there's, to get away from that one, like. Yeah, there's. It's hard to be like, oh, you know, I'm just uh, expressing myself. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I it's. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that you know celebrities mm-hmm. and people like you know people like David Beckham. David I know. Beckham, I swear to God, I mean, I've got a cross of wings on my back. Yeah, I think he started it. Yeah, he started the whole thing. Yeah, the religious uh, trend. Everybody jumped on the religious thing. Yeah, so I think that still is now. I think it's definitely massively changed, um, and I see a lot of stuff, um, a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. So people mm-hmm. will talk about like tattoos in the workplace and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a, a shift there as well. Mm-hmm. People talking about people having like um, tattoos on show in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And then some people are still going like, it depends on the job, it depends on the industry. And you know, you can kind I of- don't think, I don't know, I honestly don't think it's that strict <clears throat> anymore. Yeah, well- I tattoo a policeman? Yeah. Policeman? Well, I think I'm that's sure what- I did one on his neck. I think that's what it is. It's like, it's public opinion changing, mm-hmm. but it's good to see. Because mm-hmm. obviously I was like a little bit worried about especially having like tattoos on show mm-hmm. and people kind of taking me seriously from a from a work perspective. Yeah. And actually for me, it was um, it was two people kind of put my like mind at ease about them. So before I got my first tattoo, I used to, and he's actually been on the podcast, James Garrity. Mm-hmm. He was, um, he I worked at his gym mm-hmm. and he got a full sleeve and I was okay. like, and that was the green light. That was the green light because I was working as a personal trainer. It was like, he's got one, that's it, I'm getting one. But then I. You you were unsure whether to get one as a personal trainer? Or were you just not sure what. I just wasn't sure that people were like, yeah, I just, I was worried. Like, like my parents used to say I wouldn't get a job if Mm. I had tattoos. That's probably old school mentality. Yeah, they would be like, you you won't get a job if you you have tattoos. Mm -hmm. And they just, you know they didn't have positive things to say because mm-hmm. it was, they were like, like conservative in that respect. Mm-hmm. But then when James got his, I was mm-hmm. like, well, I work for him mm-hmm. and he's got one. So, so I, I'm gonna have a job. Yeah. But then as I'd like left the fitness industry and moved in like the education industry, mm-hmm. I was then starting like worry again. I'm not a huge worrier, but like, you know, I wanna give myself the best possible opportunity oh, to succeed. I think you've got a nice balance because you've, uh, you're actually quite heavily tattooed. Yeah. But you would never think of it. Yeah. You know, when you sat there. Yeah. 
for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> for now. But then it was actually it was actually um a gap the, the so empowered the 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 main investor in that. I meant I went for a meeting with him before I started Empowered mm -hmm. and I noticed he had a tattoo sleeve and he was like a really successful business person who I looked up to. Mm -hmm. And I saw he had a tattoo sleeve and honestly Mm -hmm. I just felt so good about it. Right. And it's, do you know what that means? It's representation. Right. It's how you put yourself across. It's not, uh, I yeah. don't think the tattoos speak for you. It's like yeah. how you put yourself across with the But tattoos. I feel really good when I see people with tattoos doing well. It makes me yeah. feel good. I don't know, is that, do you ever get that or not? Um, it's definitely different when you see when you see somebody that's usually online or whatever, and they're doing really well for themselves and they are heavily tattooed. Yeah. It's like you've, Manage to get through that yeah. sort of Stig any uh, stigma. The stigma, but it just it, it makes me side. feel good because it's like they've expressed themselves. They haven't mm -hmm. felt like they had to change or hide. Or it's rare, man. Yeah, it's rare. But I think that's just because like, mo like there's not that that many people who are, yeah, like well, heavily tattooed. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean there is probably more than there used to be, but there's still not. And I think depend usually people that. Usually, are people that are already in careers where they're just like a rock and roll star or whatever. Yeah, they're already in there. They've the made the money or whatever, so they're like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna." Get yeah, it I'll just like, get it some goes tattoos. With, it goes with the, the yeah. theme of me life. Yeah, or they they're there now mm -hmm. and they're in charge. But you know what I like? I'm not. I'm never gonna think anything of someone who's got like tattoos. I love them. I think they're great. I like people mm -hmm. expressing themselves through mm -hmm. their tattoos. And as I start like hiring more and more people. Mm -hmm. It just makes me feel good that kind of this generation is growing up and mm -hmm. not taking people on face value and being like, oh, they've they've got a tattoo, therefore no, X, Y, or Z. I never judge people on first yeah first impressions. Yeah, because you know everybody's different from not even from day to day, from hour to hour. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They don't you don't know what kind of phone call they had like yeah. ten minutes ago yeah, that literally. completely changed the the tone of like their day. Yeah. So he could be you, the person that you met one hour. He could be a completely different version of him once he's yeah if getting you out of that getting funk, bad news right? or good yeah, news yeah. or whatever. Whether or not I get tattoos or not. Yeah. So it's just interesting to kind of see things progress mm -hmm. in that sort of manner. So in terms of you moving from kind of working as a tattoo artist then to taking the plunge and saying and say like setting up your own shop, mm -hmm. what? triggered that was it something that you knew you always wanted to do or that was always the end goal right from start from a few years in see when i've when i first started the first year or so it was rough because you didn't have you didn't have instagram right we were i was actually in a and this is another thing what i didn't want for the for my apprentices moving on in uh, being tattoo artists to happen as well so we were because there wasn't like now i've already got my bookings yeah. So they're up to ten month time or whatever. Yeah. So I said, whatever walk, whatever whoever walks in, then be yours. You work it out amongst yourselves who gets it. Tally it down. Just take turns. Whoever gets the walk-ins. I don't. I don't want. I'm sorted. Yeah. Um, but when I first started, they it was like a pecking order. Right. Okay. So he was waiting for walk-ins. The the bloke who uh, Bill who owned the shop. Uh, really nice. Really nice bloke by the way. Uh, the bloke who owned the shop. Then his daughter worked underneath him. And then there was me, so people had to come in in threes for me to just get one. Right. Okay. Because it went it went back to the beginning. So you would have, you would have. Let's say if Bill and uh, Liz were tattooing, and then one of them finished, and another person came in, it would go straight back to Bill. It would go straight back to Liz. So unless actually a group came in, 
I right. was sat doing nothing. And how did you find clients when you first started? Just uh, word of mouth or like you tattooed some friends and stuff? I thought you meant how to f- like find them. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> how, how did you kind of gain clients when you first started? Uh, just word of mouth, but I didn't actually have clients until I moved over to Newcastle. Right, okay. It was literally, it was slim pickings. It was nothing. I was just me and uh, me and a Polish apprentice just played checkers all day. Right, okay. Are you good at checkers then? <laughs> I'm all right at yeah, checkers. You... I'll have to bring the board in next yeah, time. Yeah, okay. Um, so I was just all day playing checkers. Yeah. And, uh, and watching somebody came in. Somebody were you beat. watching them? Were you watching them tattoo to like get mm-hmm. ideas and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, so that's interesting then. So you started kind of before social media became the main mm-hmm. way. So you've was, seen it, it that. Oh, aye. Yeah, yeah. It right. was literally, you had to just sit in the shop and wait for people to come in. Yeah. And then I think I got Instagram. I got I got tattooed by uh, a lad I know called Gav. He did me chest piece and stuff like that. And he had mentioned Instagram. And I was like, I, I'd never been heavily into like social media or whatever. Like yeah, people were Facebook doing their, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he said, have you got Instagram? And I was like, no, what's that? And he was like, oh, you need to have Instagram, man, if you're like promoting your tattoos and stuff. So he showed us it. And then I downloaded it and it went from there. But that wasn't until about three years in. Yeah, and did that change the game for you? 100%. That and working in Newcastle City Centre. Is that because you had more foot traffic? Yeah. Right. Pure okay. Ring, they, they had already been established for about seven years, uh, maybe six, seven years. Right. So they were already sort of bringing in like a floor of... Uh, walk-in customers. Right. So uh, that's how, yeah, that's how it's all to build up. And then in terms of the social media side of things, mm-hmm. you were just kind of posting the work that you'd done. Yeah. Um, and then that gives people a chance to see mm-hmm. what you were capable well, of. Like again, it literally, it, t- it does take time. It mm-hmm. does take time to build up, but you just got to keep at it. And just if you know that you, uh, if you want to do some it, Mm-hmm. If you really want to do it and you're, you're happy doing it and you enjoy doing it, just keep at it because uh, people will realise that you are putting the work in. So will you help your apprentices with that side of things as well? Oh, absolutely. With the I social media? I was taking most of the, their pictures. Right. Um, just giving them some guidance on it because there's been a lot of, like, Chloe, for example, she wanted to make a page fully black and white. Right. But I know through experience, I've tried always of yeah. changing, changing pitches, changing the um, sorry, changing the effects. Right. Okay. Putting effects on, just trying, trying to, your best to make your page look good and presentable so people came. But you find out that people like the most sort of true to life version. But you're not under serving yourself yeah by putting on like a shitty lighting picture or whatever yeah but you're not overdoing it so when people actually came in to get tattooed they go why is my tattoo not look like the one on the picture yes the ones that you've been yes. you know what i mean so you need to make need it so nice that you're balance. managing people's expectations exactly but you're also giving also a, a giving good, representation. Your good representation of yourself yeah. yeah yeah so that's another thing isn't it it's it's interesting that with a career like a self-employed career like obviously what you're doing mm-hmm you've got to be so much more than just good at your job. Like everything. you're, you're probably, yeah. I used to say this about personal training. Mm-hmm. You're better off being a good personal trainer mm-hmm. who's amazing at marketing than an amazing personal trainer who's yeah, just okay mark, at yeah. marketing. And be- then you've only got the power of word of mouth. Yeah. And good luck. Yeah. Because I've been in that position and it's not, I mean, it is, it is, you came to me through a friend. Yes. And there is a lot, there is a lot of that happening, but 
Nowhere. Like, so do you think near. most people see your work on social media and then Instagram? But I that, don't post anywhere else. Yeah. So on Instagram. I think I should. Mm. I definitely should. But a lot of I mean the schedule of getting up, getting to work, tattooing all day, replying to messages when I get in, drawn for the next day, yes. actually trying to see my family and stuff like that. If I was messing about trying to make TikTok videos and trying to do all this, this, and this, yeah, am I? I'm giving up something. Do you yes. know what I mean? I'm giving up time in my day yeah. that I should be focusing on the tattoos because there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. I would say keeping on top of stuff like that. So can you do you see yourself kind of transitioning more into the point where you're doing less tattooing and more kind of managing the business? Or are you always going to wanting to be? I'll be stepping back. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you. I'll always tattoo. Yeah, but you want to get to the, enjoy the stage where the shop's extremely busy mm -hmm. and you can kind of grow a brand around it. Yeah, so that's the kind of uh, that's the goal. That's the goal moving forward, and mm -hmm. you just see the main thing being kind of social media, and making sure that everybody who's th working there is mm -hmm. putting really good stuff out there and mm -hmm. kind of increasing the visibility. Yeah, it's interesting that you saw the the development because a lot of people are kind of getting into business or getting into an industry, and they're they're already in this the social media era. People are so lucky. Yeah, that there's so many different platforms and that like they're getting such a good start. I mean, the girls when they started, well, women, sorry, when they first started, I mean, Beth and, and Chloe as well, they had their full month, right? Mm -hmm. Booked in before they even started tattooing. Yeah. They had a, f a month's worth of like clients. The thing is though, they'll, they'll never, which is crazy. they'll never realize their checkers potential though. They'll never be they good at, they'll <laughs> never be good at checkers. Never know. As a, yeah, they'll know. never know if they were good no. or not. No. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah, <laughs> yeah the silver, silver linings. The positive stuff. that comes out of it. Yeah. Um, so that's really... Uh, it's good that you've kind of took that plunge and that you've you've gotten into, like, kind of running your own business and, mm -hmm. and realising that... Because I was in the same position, obviously, being a personal... When I was back in the, the personal training industry, mm -hmm. and you realise that you're kind of trading time for money, and it's like, right, so I've got X amount of time. Okay. That means I can make X amount of money mm -hmm. because I can only make... You know, if, I, if, if I'm personal training eight hours a day mm -hmm. and I'm charging 35 pound an hour, okay. I can only make eight times yeah, 35. You're That's so right, I'm just right. trading every bit of money that I'm making. I'm just swapping my time for it. Yeah. Whereas when you get to the stage where you've got your own facility, mm -hmm. you, you start leveraging like other people's time based yeah. on like how it's like kind of set up and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's just, um, it's interesting that you kind of, that you, without kind of any training in that sort of area. So like any, you know, you had your, your tattoo training. Do you yeah. find it was like kind of intuitive then that you that you realized that that's what you wanted error. to do? What's it? What, like the, the fact that you wanted to kind of, you know, not just tattoo, but go into the kind of business side of things, you know, without it's any like formal business training. That just, I, th I feel like that just came with time. Yeah. Because you're always looking, you're looking for the next thing to do and yeah. that was just next on the list i didn't even know what was going to even happen when i got there i had i've got no idea about business and yeah you know what i mean i've had no training in that yeah but you kind of ju just ask people if yeah. you don't know yeah. things you just ask because people are there willing to help here's an interesting one you work with a load of people a load of different people from loads of different backgrounds mm -hmm. how do you find that influenced your ability to grow because I found when I was like was spending a lot of time with people, yeah. you know, you're spending, people. yeah, mm -hmm. and and they're they're kind of basically for maybe six hours just yeah. lying there and talking <laughs> to you. I know mm -hmm. not everyone talks, mm -hmm. but um, 
do you feel like you've got a captive audience? And you know, if you're if you're tattooing someone who owns a business yeah. or someone who's oh, you can spun, definitely sponge information away there. Yeah, and there's something about <laughs> tattooing, right? That just seems to open everybody up. Yeah, there's something about like that pain, isn't there? Feel the pain, and then yeah. that's it. Everything just like the, yeah. guy, the wall comes down. Yeah, it doesn't matter how hard they were when they when they walked in. Yeah, just everything just spills out. Yeah, it's <laughs> <Sure. laughs> like a therapy session. Yeah, do you remember what? Do you remember my like uh, sudden change in persona when oh, you started starting my sternum? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was did. was I a different person. You were so confident. Yeah, until then, <laughs> you come in like this is gonna be a good day. Yeah, the chest felt fine because it's obviously fleshy and stuff, isn't yeah. it? And then just hitting that, that sternum, man. I don't know why. It's so funny. You like that? Even ah, oh, ten years in, it's still hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially you, when people aren't expecting it. Yeah. And then they go, it hurts here. And I'll be like, I it's your sternum. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm drilling into your chest. There's a needle in your sternum bone, almost. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's going to that's gonna tickle. Yeah. It's when you don't expect it, though. That's the, that's the funniest. And because so I... When they're saying, like, I had no idea that this was going to hurt that yeah, much. Yeah, and because like, I never I use numbing cream, I feel like I wouldn't want to use numbing... Have you ever used numbing, numbing cream? cream? I've never used numbing cream, and I don't think I would... I, in, in fact, the only time I would ever suggest number cream is if somebody's getting a small tattoo. Right. Because from my experience, from what I've seen, when people do use it, it wears off after an hour and a half, and then they can barely cope after it. Really? The pain comes back twofold. And that's because they they weren't kind of broken in. The, uh, the body, I think your body's got like natural painkillers that will kick in for you to help you, to stop you from passing out and stuff, to yeah. help you deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think your body has a natural, like chance to just get yourself sort of built up and ready for it and get through it. I think for me the main one if you're getting a big tattoo is making sure you've had enough sugar so like if you're getting like two, three hours in Mm -hmm. you probably need to get some more glucose in you because it's adrenaline isn't it usually that kind of like gets you through. Mm -hmm. Once uh, something people don't realise is that once you've been over an area for a couple of minutes mm-hmm. it starts to go a bit numb. Go a bit numb that's what I'm talking and about that, the natural yeah. painkillers yeah. I think it, your body does send painkillers yeah because it's like ah oh, this mustn't because your body kind of is figuring out and it's going this mustn't be a real problem yeah. if we're just sitting here Aye. Do you know what I mean? Aye, like we yeah, had yeah. every opportunity to Aye, get up and fuck off. To, uh, you and start to understand <laughs> yeah, that what's yeah. going on, and like yeah. we're, we're here for the we, long haul. Yeah, this is this is this is our reality now, mm-hmm. and we just need to get through it. Right. Yeah. So, what kind of um, what was your first tattoo? The tribal. The tribal. Fifteen-year-old. Yeah. Came with us to sign the form to say that I was uh, eighteen. That's good. She's cool. Like Supportive. She's all right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old? How old would your children have to be to get before they got a tattoo? Um, would you sign the form at fifteen? I, I mean, you wouldn't sign any form. I'll be, I would be doing the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, you wouldn't have to sign the form, but yeah. the hypothetical it's form. A, it's a strange one, you know. And I've I've spoke about this before, where there's something about. I mean, my boy. I might be all right with my boy, but there's something about Harmon. You burn, even if it's just for a tattoo. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like yeah. Actually putting that needle in and stuff. I don't think I about it as pain, though. Like I feel it, very strange about doing that, I think, just in... Um, I don't it know. does hurt, but it's character building. Like you even said, like, when you see people who've got tattoos, you know that they've, they've been, like... They've been, uh, they've, you, there's respect there, right? Yeah. Because you know what they've been through, you know. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't even... Because it's not like... It's not damaging pain. It's not damaging you know pain. I mean? I mean, just it goes everything against... Being a dad, yes, yeah, just like putting the na- like yeah. dragging that needle through your bends, yeah, it's like 
I don't know. But the me, it's, that me, it's really fine. You me, it's fine. No, it doesn't like. Do, yeah. No. So, how old would how old would he have to be? Uh, oh boy. I would wait until he's 18. I would wait you until can't. Right you don't age. make good decisions just, at 15. If you let him get one at 15, the good thing is, even is that it, you... Even 18's young just for that reason, the, for the decision-making. The good thing is, is that you, like, that tattoo artist who tattooed you, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? If you're like, oh, you want a fucking tribal, do you? Well, it's my eighth this I'll week. I'll take this actually, form as truth. Yeah, yeah. You got, to, you got, to, you want a tribal, do you? Well, I actually, I've done this one four times this week. So this one will do. Just slap <laughs> that on you. But like, I guess with you, you'd be like, if he was like, oh, I want this, you'd be like, no, you don't. I absolutely. Oh, I want I this. Said, you probably want it now, but in five years' time, you'll hear that. Yeah. You'll hear that. Yeah, it would have to be something that you felt like would st- stand the test of time. You never know if anything will. But saying that, if I you know what some it is, some tattoos now stand the test of time some, more. Yeah, yeah. Some things, as long as they're done right, nobody could really take that away from it. I feel like you it has to mean some, like at least try and make it mean something to you, and then it does, and then it's yeah. not like seasonal. You know, if someone comes in, they go, "I is just that, want right. a religious." I guess well, if you're talking about it, if you're talking about it being or just all right for you, yeah, you know what I mean. If, if it, it just, just stay all right for you, then that, then I mean, that's all that really work. matters, though. That's all that really matters, though, doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. I imagine there's some people who see a tribal now and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's sick, man." <laughs> Do you reckon? <laughs> there must be some people who some still people like maybe. see a tribal and they're like, "Wow, oh, nice, man." Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But uh, when was the last tribal you did? I'll be going off there, judgment. Uh, tribal about six or seven years ago. Really? The I just say no now. You just say no to tribals. No, no, yeah. Does somebody else get them? Or are they just not getting done in your shop? They just don't get done. In your shop? Tribal, I, I so know. even if, if someone came in and you wouldn't pie them off onto somebody else and just say they'll do them? I would Because just even tribals, just anything that we can't make really good, mm. where tribal's always just going to be a tribal. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. It doesn't really matter how neat your lines are and how well you... you you're packing black. Yeah. At the, at the end result is always going to be a tribal. Yeah. And it's just, it, it lowers your, uh, your reputation, I would say. By having a tribal. N- nowadays. Yeah. Definitely. That's interesting. I mean, if you're, ju- if you're just in it for the money. Yeah. Do 10 tribals a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just get your money. But yeah. if you want to actually you create something good. And that's when, that, that, com- that brings us back to the art. Doesn't mm-hmm. it like you, you being an artist and a tattoo artist? See, that's what I always say. Tattoo artist. People say tattooist. Tattoo artist. A tattoo artist. Nice. Different. Just there's a difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Though I, I definitely got that from you as well, and I think that from our encounters, it just goes to show that it re- like regardless of the the industry that you go into and mm-hmm. what it is that you want to do, if you apply yourself, yeah. if you care about it like mm-hmm. if you if you apply yourself try your best and give mm-hmm. a shit mm-hmm. you can be better than 90% of people because oh, 90% of people don't fall into those they two just categories don't that just don't that don't care and they're just going through it just yeah. to try and just get through it and having like you give your input mm-hmm. in the into to the the tattoos that you did for me mm-hmm. and giving your kind of what you think would work there and and, well, and I would your only flair say some on people, it. Some people told me stories where they went into a tattoo studio and they've said, I want this. And then the person's been like, nah, I think you should get this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And completely change the design. I would never, ever do that. Yeah. You, I always say, to, if the, the stronger the idea that you've got that you can bring to me, yeah, the better. And then I'll tell you kind of what's going to work and where. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if something just really isn't going to work with something, I'll let you know. Yeah. 
but I would never just go, you know, you shouldn't get that. You should get this. Yeah. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. That's just because I've yeah. done it. I've probably, that's the only reason I'm probably saying it is because I've probably done it that way. Yeah. And then went, that doesn't look very good. I'll know that for next time. Yeah. And then when somebody asks, I'll, I'll say, look, I, I've done that before. Yeah. It didn't turn out great. Yeah. Oh, you like bears, do you? You're not thought about sharks. Sharks <laughs> look, look better. Look more of a like, shark kind of guy. Sh- <laughs> kind of well, when I look at you, I don't see bear. Nah. You look a bit more like aqua. <laughs> yeah, you're a little slippery. You're a little slippery boy. Um, so going back then to what you were saying about the getting it in, like getting it into schools and things like that. Um, nobody got back to us. Nobody got back to you. Nobody got back to us. I think definitely there is a... I would love that though. If I was at school and somebody came in and said, look, you can make this much mm-hmm. doing some of that you love. I know you kind of do maths. I know you shit at English, but you love drawing. Yeah. You can make that into a really successful career. And yeah, you know what I mean? And all you got to do is this, this, and this. This is what we need to break down. And I think this is social media has changed the game. Mm-hmm. Self-employment's changed mm-hmm. the game. You know, this was the same with personal training. I think personal training and tattooing are pretty similar industries in the yeah. sense that they're, you know, they're the people centric. They're, yeah. they're all about your, your ability to manage the, the digital tools that you have at your disposal. Mm-hmm. They're all about um, working for yourself and building mm-hmm. something. And mm-hmm. I think that... And being able to work like with others one-on-one as well yeah because the the thing that not only a good tattoo but imagine if you went somewhere you went somewhere for a tattoo you were really happy with the tattoo but the whole time they just did not speak to you yeah or they went like that and just pop some headphones in yeah that was you you'd be like this is the bit yeah i'm sat here for seven hours (laughs) you can at least hear something yeah yeah no i get that so you've got to be you know, You've that way kind as well to just like I think to make them where, have a decent I think this day. is where our school system fails people though Aye. because there isn't those there isn't those roots. It's like people would rather you go mm-hmm. to university and be miserable mm-hmm. or go into a salary job in something that doesn't interest you and be yeah. miserable than take a different bit of a different route mm-hmm. which doesn't seem because the people who are like teaching you, mm-hmm. like nobody in the education industry mm-hmm. is self-employed like is self-employed and entrepreneurial otherwise you know they're all salaried people who are Mm -hmm. you know your teachers and stuff Mm -hmm. like the the nature of that job is that they are you know they're in employment there was like a quote that touches on that way was like the person that's teaching you business management a college or something like that has never had a business yeah never why would they be there Uh, yeah your business lecturer doesn't have a successful business otherwise uh, why would they be teaching uh, you uh, and that's why i I love the kind of education that we do and the the idea of online learning because it Mm -hmm. opens that up to the point where say you're a real busy tattoo artist which you are Mm -hmm. you could spend one day a week teaching people which is kind of what you're doing with the the um the apprentices Mm -hmm. but imagine now you had like an online presence where you could be teaching to hundreds of tattoo artists you know just mm-hmm. so you can like amplify your reach and be helping more people because you know when you get when you you kind of like like how we are mm-hmm. you want to be able to help as many people as you can absolutely. it's all about doing things at scale absolutely so you can be tattooing monday to thursday mm-hmm. on a friday you're creating content which is teaching an online academy yeah. and that's what i enjoyed the That'd idea of online man. learning mm-hmm. because then you can actually be learning from people who are successful so all of when we did yeah. fit, fitness courses yeah, or people who are still doing, doing it. Or still doing it, exactly. Because even yeah. if you've got people who have done it, yeah. say, for example, you quit tattooing tomorrow and you go into teaching, yeah. all next year you'll be awesome. 
The year after that, you'll be really good. The mm -hmm. year after that, you'll still be good. But the year after that, a few techniques changes. A, new, a bit of new equipment comes in. Aye, you still don't have you your don't hand in your industry. Yeah. yeah, there's new technique. There's new mm -hmm. new pens in. Mm -hmm. You know what? I mean, you were saying when you first started, they were real heavy. The pens mm -hmm. with the, machines, and yeah. their their back. They they've got the load the big, at the back. So big, you heavy yeah, back on it, yeah, you had piles. you know huge forearms or one forearm. One, you have to you even that you said you were evening out the other forearm though on a night time. So <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, working was, on it. Yeah. I was working on it. So. Then it changed to like just the the smaller pen, and then I imagine in the future, you know, you're going to be looking at like re, like basically a pencil or whatever. How much how much better you can get from now? Yeah, I'm sure there will be. Just people talk about the next stage being just one big scanner, just stand in it and do it. I can't, I can't imagine that. What are they imagining it to be? Just like a bit, like you know, like a third, like a three D. Really? Yeah, and it just well, this is like a fantasy that people have, right? Okay, you know what I mean? Probably not you, it's though. Not gonna have, that's not your fantasy, not. I wouldn't imagine. Unless I've got enough to buy one, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then put it in the yeah, studio. That's true. But, yeah, uh, that's a good idea to be yeah. fair. But I, I can't, I can't say that. No, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's got to be something that you know changes in terms of they get lighter oh, or something, oh, or like oh, be new ink, or and there's just be different techniques that people will uh, yeah. start to develop their techniques on. But if you don't use people who have still got a hand in the industry, you're mm -hmm. never going to get that. You're never going to get yeah. that current up to date. Yeah. And I think that's the and importance. People are still of, making mistakes. Yeah, people are still doing things right, and they're like, "Oh, that works." And then they still make mistakes, and they're like, "Fuck." So, as you and then you can teach people as you're yeah. going along the things that you you did wrong, so they don't do it. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to keep on top of the lessons as well because I made a hell of a lot of mistakes. You yeah, know what I mean, what's the kind of one thing that you wish you'd known when you when you first got into the tattoo industry? What's the first thing that you wish you'd known? Like the first, thing. The, what's the what's the one thing that you wish you'd if you could tell yourself okay. when you first started? Mm. That's when my mind goes blank. Isn't it? Yeah, no, that's fine. Give yourself give yourself some time. Um, we'll put some like thing. loading music. When this is uh, when you think like some loading music, yeah, elevator music. Um, the one thing, or even advice you'd give just, someone else, I would just say keep putting in the time. Yeah, absolutely, because it's just a numbers game. It's just a time serve money, right? I can't even like stress that enough. That people make four hundred pound in a week and they'll spend three hundred of it before the next they get paid next time. Yeah. And it's like, how do you expect you need to put yourself in a position mm -hmm. to win when the opportunity comes? Right. Do you know what I mean? You're never going to be in a position, like it takes money to open up a, your own business and studio and stuff like that. I think that's the best bit of advice for anyone who's in one of those self-employed industries. Mm -hmm. That's good advice for people who are kind of similar to the similar thing to the fitness industry. I know I keep touching on it, but it's because I've got kind of reference points because I was in for so long. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone pays you, 300 pound for 10 sessions mm -hmm. one two a week or something mm -hmm. you haven't made 300 pound that day nah. you've made you know Absolutely. 300 pounds spread over the next yeah. five weeks mm -hmm. and that's one of the kind of most important things to kind mm -hmm. of get your head around that mm -hmm. you need to you need to budget your money because mm -hmm. the the thing that people don't tell you is that you make your worst decisions when you have 
financial stresses. You know, you'll you'll do work that you don't want to. You'll take yeah. on clients that you don't want to work with. That's right. And I... you'll say yes to things that you should really say no to yeah. because you don't have a choice because I... of the finances. Mm-hmm. And when you can get yourself you in a yourself position, into a corner, and exactly. it's a vicious circle. It's a vi- yeah. Because now you're doing yourself damage. Yeah. For the future by doing the things, it'll be like me reversing, it'll be re- reversing back to doing tribal because shit, I need the money. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, he's just a sort of artist there. You know. And what then mean? someone lands on your page and they don't see anything. Meet like really good. Aye, because then you're not going to have the content to put out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah because you're doing the wrong things. Just and I think that yeah. just comes down to like, hum- like having a bit of humility and knowing that it takes time. Yeah. Like it's take people will see. Take away there's the ten thousand hours, isn't there? Yeah, but people will see you as well. Like that you've done well. You've got your own shop, but they won't have seen all. Of, they didn't oh, see you playing checkers. They didn't. See Do you know what I mean? Checkers. They did for years. Yeah. Like for years, nothing. Yeah. And struggles. They just want before it actually gets better. Yeah. So that's what I would probably tell myself. It's gonna get better. Yeah. So just fucking relax. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Chill. Just. Just do what you're doing. Just keep putting in the hours, and it'll get better. Yeah. Everything's gonna be alright. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming out. Oh, it's been I think a pleasure. Been, I hope uh, we'll come back. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll definitely get you back. And um, yeah, looking forward to uh, looking forward to some some UFC, UFC action nice. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'll, I'll let you know when we're um, what casino we're going to 100% I'm all over it I will yeah. see you there thank you very much thank you